0: Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Matthew Unmute. Today's episode is going to be all about binge eating. And what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is things related to food, nutrition, helping others just get a bit of an idea about how they can actually include the foods they love in their diet. And I'm really going to help people realize how binge eating usually happens and what you can do to prevent it from happening. So I'm going to start the episode and just talk about what I've experienced with clients. Uh, since becoming a personal trainer when it comes to binge eating and what i've noticed is it's usually the weekend that people tend to do this if it's not the weekend it'll usually be late into the evening so maybe when they've had their food their dinner uh, their calories have been quite low that day and they'll often get this big surge of um, of an appetite and they'll start eating everything in sight they'll pick up the cookies they'll pick up the crisps and it won't stop till they're feeling basically sick and now in terms of dieting with clients what I have noticed is um, people start to believe that there's bad and good foods and and they start to almost think that if they do have like a piece of chocolate they failed and I quickly tell them that that's not the truth you know it's so difficult as a PT to get everything across to a client right away because there is a lot of things to teach them but slowly as I'm getting into my program of clients I want to make them aware quite quickly that that's not where they're failing. Where they're failing is when they do have a small binge and then they just continue to do it. And they they go into that kind of self-destruct mode and they just give up. So I have seen it happen a lot over the few the past few years um, and I have experienced it myself in some ways, but I've never, I've never been someone who's too bad with binging. Um, that might happen in later life, I don't know, but I've usually been able to control it fairly well. Um, if I do binge, it's usually sweets. So, like, I'll pick up a packet pack of Skittles and I just can't stop. Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by just going into binging a little bit. I'm going to explain what it is, um, going through some causes, and then a couple of symptoms that you can actually have uh, when you're binging. So, binging is actually um, something that involves eating a lot of food until you're literally feeling uncomfortable. Um, you might actually get a lot of stomach pain. Um, you might get quite emotional when you're doing it so you might feel a lot of guilt and it could lead to a lot of stress from doing it. It can happen once in a week, it can happen twice, it just depends on how extreme the case is and it could be a case that you only do it once every now and again but you do feel ashamed after it and it can then lead to more episodes. So in terms of causes, um, I would say that there's there's a, a few main causes. And I would say it's based around trying to basically um, leave out all your favorite foods. So if you go into a diet plan and you love, let's say, chocolate, and you're quite you're quite bad for chocolate, you're fairly addicted to it, and you just give up completely, it is going to be really difficult for you to actually sustain that if you're not able to eat a food you enjoy. So you'll eventually build up this kind of um, need to eat it. And then you'll sit there and you maybe do it alone when no one can see you. You'll grab the chocolate and you'll eat it until you're honestly feeling a bit sick. You've 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 basically been building it up in your head, wanting it so badly, and then you have it and it just it can't stop. And um, this can also be similar with things like alcohol. So you try and give up alcohol completely. Um, and if you're somebody that does enjoy a social drink, you know, or you do like to have so, like a, a glass of wine every now and again, I don't ever believe that it's necessary for you to completely cut it out to a point where you're never drinking again. Um, I would only ever advise giving alcohol up is if, if it's affecting you in a way that's very negative, and it's causing you a lot of stress. So that's just two examples of what could actually cause a binge. Um, in terms of symptoms, so again, they're they're fairly similar. You would basically get a lot of build up um, in your head towards eating this food, and then eventually it would happen. Um, you could also just get a lot of common emotional um, feelings like uh, basically lots of stress of anxiety which will eventually build up to you going into that binge so i'm going to go into a couple of things on why people binge and why it happens and then i'm going to go into a bit more detail about what you can actually do to overcome this so one thing they do is quite common is they go into a very extreme calorie deficit so i have talked about this a little bit on the podcast already a calorie deficit is for me the most effective way to lose weight and you'll hear that from any honest personal trainer and um, the ones that are going to tell you the truth don't go in and say yeah I've got the secret plan if you follow it you don't even have to worry about your calories it'll just make you lose weight and then they're lying and um, you know to put it simply if you're in a calorie deficit then you will lose weight uh, there's no way around it so if somebody was to Start a calorie deficit, you might, you know, go into, say, two to 400 calorie deficits and there's 500. But often when people want the weight loss fast, they don't even consider what their maintenance calories are and they just go into a massive calorie deficit, which can can definitely lead to these binge episodes. Along with that, uh, people are obviously not fully educated in nutrition and diet and they often get frustrated. So they'll maybe get tired of um, having to batch cook They might get tired of having to cook things from from scratch from starts and they also might get tired of just giving up foods they enjoy like i said in that first little part you don't have to do that you know you don't have to constantly be prepping food if that's something you're not very good at there is other approaches you can make uh, towards getting it and if you are someone who you know does struggle to cook then you can maybe go for easier recipes that are still healthy they're just much more more simple for you to actually make. now I've got a few things written down here um, in terms of ways you can reduce your binging I actually put five uh, main um, like main approaches you can go for to, to, to reduce your chances of going into a massive binge. So the first thing is to actually take a more sustainable approach to nutrition so I'll elaborate on that a little bit um let's say you are someone who wants to lose weight that's probably a, what a lot of people and um, listening to this will actually want to achieve because it's the most common thing i've always had when someone comes from pt they, they want to lose weight um now in terms of nutrition you'd want to first of all look at that calorie deficit so and um, rather than overwhelm someone with too much basically saying like right i want your hydration to be better i want you to be uh, eat more protein i want you to be Watching your carbs, watching your fats, getting your vitamins in. Get, you can't say all that to somebody because they're going to go into massive overload. They're going to be overwhelmed and they're going to be scared. They're going to be like, "How am I supposed to do all of this, uh, this, this amazing things all in one go?" So, what I would prefer to start someone with is get them into that calorie deficit. So, explain how effective that is. Put them into a small deficit. So, you could be looking at 250 to 400, uh, 400 calories under their maintenance. Maybe a little bit more if they're wanting slightly faster weight loss. And then you could give them a protein goal. So they're avoiding getting too hungry. You don't even have to worry about the food quality right away. You know, you want to get them good quality. Like I said, you want to get better protein. But gradually, you can coach them a bit more and eating better choices, getting better food in. And then the results will be much better. So if you take that more sustainable approach, slowly build it up. They'll eventually create so many good habits and they'll understand their calorie count more that they'll be able to actually sustain it and they won't feel the need to binge as much and also with your sustainable approach you keep the foods in you enjoy so somebody writes down on their and um, their food diary quite a lot of um chocolate going through their diet am i gonna actually sit there and be like no you're not allowed to have chocolate because what benefit is that going to have for them and um, people have always looked at chocolate as one of those foods that go into the bad food category it's just not like I have chocolate um, and as a PT you'll often get these these kind of moments where if you're having any kind of bad food people will be like oh my god aren't you supposed to be a PT why are you eating bad food and I'm like it's not bad food it's completely fine uh, if it's in moderation and uh, if it's not being uh, consumed in like." Uh, high intensity where you're actually yeah you're actually putting yourself into a calorie surplus of your goal is weight loss and uh, so basically everything in moderation is okay um, and if you actually enjoy it then you should have it the second one is um if weekend binge is common then you should actually do um a thing called save up your calories so banking calories um, and this only works for some people it doesn't work for everyone but from Monday to Friday, let's say you're someone who's really quite good at sticking to your calories. You maybe go over a couple of days, but you're usually pretty bang on and you can keep your calories uh, consistent. You get to the weekend and that's when everything kind of goes off plan. You get to maybe Friday night, you get to Saturday and you're like, oh, my God, I'm starving. like, Or, oh, my God, I want to socialize. I want to have fun. And your mind starts to play tricks in you and go like, "Oh well, it's not this 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 um, plan hasn't been working as fast as I wanted. Is it really worth it?" You start to doubt yourself, and then you go into this massive calorie surplus, which in 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 a, in a way will just put you back to where you started. and um, if you're say on two thousand calories, and your average consumption for the week needs to be fourteen thousand, because I would always say you need to be looking at your calories from Monday right through to Sunday, so all seven days. And you are on, let's say you're on 10,000 when you get to Friday, you're doing well. And then you have, let's say six on Saturday, 6,000. And that's all from things like alcohol um, and just easy binges. And then on Sunday, you have another five or six because you're hungover and you're sitting there with your dominoes uh, from the night before and you're eating the leftovers and you're like, oh my God, I may as well just give up and just start back on Monday. And that's that's a version of a bin. That's a, that's a way... Um, that people end up failing in programs. They just end up giving up and they become very frustrated. So that sounds like someone who, like if that that relates to you, um, then this is definitely a podcast for you because you're going to learn a lot from it. So number three is to actually focus a lot more on things like results from getting fitter, getting healthier, lifting bigger in the gym, lifting heavier weights in the gym, and also feeling fitter and looking fitter as well. If you focus on that over other things, then you will want to keep getting results because in a way, in a healthy way, you'll become addicted to it, you know, but in a, in a good way. Um, you'll always want to strive to do it better. You'll always want to get a PB in the gym. You'll always want to run that mile a bit faster. Um, and it can lead to really healthy habits that help you focus on other things outside alcohol and um, outside binging, and make you a bit more passionate about your week. Uh, I've always said, if you have a passion in your week, then it flows a lot faster. It, it's much uh, it's much happier place to be and you get a lot more fulfillment out of life. So that's a big one as well. Try and focus on getting fair, getting healthier um, through exercise and through movement. Number four is do things that benefit your mental health. So rather than beat yourself up all the time, and um, constantly have negative thoughts about you not doing well enough, why not focus on some really beneficial things that can actually really help you improve your mental health? So walking more in nature is a big one for me. It's it's almost saved me from things like anxiety. Um, it really did take hold of me for a while, but the more I've become um, like an outdoor PT, I'm outside a lot more. I get to walk a lot more with clients as well. It's really helped me reduce feelings of stress and anxiety. So that would always be good as well. Um, in terms of uh diet and nutrition, like I said, you're gonna benefit your mental health a lot more if you can still include foods you like. So having a much more approachable plan, a plan that you can look at and be like, that looks all right. <laughs> I'm not dreading that as much. Uh, I'm not saying you have to add in, like, say if you like McDonald's, you have to add in McDonald's every day. And but if you like a McDonald's from time to time, it's okay to have it from time to time. Like if it's in your calories, if it's you know, if it's eaten in a controlled manner, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, probably not the, the best choice, McDonald's, but you guys know what I mean. Like, if you like the food, then have it. You know what? You don't be afraid to eat it just because you think it's a bad food, okay? Um, and then the number five is, again, this is what i am trying to get across as much as I possibly can in this podcast, is avoid cutting food out completely, Okay. So that's five things you can actually do to reduce the chances of binging. Now, um, my like I said in the first bit of the podcast, my danger has always been sweet stuff. And, and I know that if I have, you know, one or two sweet things, I can get quite a craving and go into it, go into a bit of a, um, a mindset where I might have to have it all. But I know it's never become a problem for me. So I'm kind of okay to do it um it's when you know if you eat something you'll get complete cravings to a point where you can't stop that's when i would maybe recommend that food not being um not being something you consume too much like i said if alcohol is something that's really negative on you and you you drink it and you get you know you get negative feelings and it makes you want to drink more and, and it becomes a bit of a, a process that's not healthy then that could be something you want to reduce and um, like i've always said to to you guys is don't cut foods out completely if you enjoy them. Um, so things to avoid, again, I want to go over this. Um, saying that foods are bad, first of all, so you don't want to just constantly say that foods are bad and they're going to leave you um you know leave you putting on weight and stuff. And there is no such thing as a bad food unless it's gone bad. So if it's uh past its um you know past its uh display and just put it away uh, but don't have don't have that that kind of mindset where you're saying to yourself always foods are bad foods are going to uh, cause me to gain fat um, or you get that other people that say if you eat a certain type of food then you'll just lose fat um, what they're basically saying is eat more protein okay <laughs> because it has a higher framework effect it can actually lose uh, help you lose weight but it's calorie counting that will lead you to lose weight In terms of uh, shaming yourself as well I would always say avoid that people go into these horrible uh, mindsets where they start saying, I'm not good enough. Um, I can't do this. And they start shaming themselves to a point where it it really does become um, unhealthy. And the mindset can just completely switch from that positive mindset where you're doing well, you're getting a bit of routine, to being like, I've just failed and I'm gonna give up. On top of that as well, don't hide things from others. So a lot of people, when they're binge eating, they, they hide the binge from other people you get quite common, I think it's, this is a more extreme case, um, uh, but you'll often, you'll often get people who will binge eat uh, and then they will hide it from others. They'll often sometimes even binge, go to the toilet and then make themselves sick. So they're so ashamed of it that they have to actually make themselves sick. And if that's, if that's somebody, if somebody's listening to this and that's relating to them, then I really would just talk to someone and get a bit of advice um, even speak to your family, speak to your friends, just discuss with them how you're feeling and it could have a really good effect because once you tell them, it might be a weight lifted off your shoulders that can in turn lead to you getting healthier habits and being better with uh, with your binge eating episodes. In terms of one thing I definitely would recommend, so that's the things to avoid. I would say calorie control can be really beneficial. Um, you know, you've probably heard it from every PT uh, that calorie counting is good, but I'm going to really explain why. So counting in it, calories and protein in particular can create really good habits with your food quality. So if you're counting your protein, it just gives you a much better chance of building muscle, feeling a bit more energetic, uh, and low energy. Low, low energy can actually lead to binging because if you're feeling really rubbish, you just be like, "Oh, I'm just going to sit on the couch. I'm going to have some ice cream. And I'm going to feel sorry for myself." We've all done that and um, i think we've all had that that moment where we just want to just not see people and we want to just eat bad foods and uh, be in the house mainly again on a sunday after a hangover like it happens to everyone if you're in a really healthy habit of counting calories and counting protein it can help you focus on that and it can make a it can make you have a bit of purpose in your week um, and i'm not saying you have to literally count your calories every single day uh, some people even just do it three to five days a week and then at the weekend, they just make sure they've they've backed up a couple of hundred calories or they've backed up some calories and they'll be a bit more uh, lenient on themselves and they'll be a bit more relaxed, but they'll still watch what they're eating. They'll still go in and think, right, what can I order on this menu that's maybe a bit lower in calories if my goal is weight loss? You know, or what can I do today to help me get a bit more movement? Um, it's all about balance. So if you knew you were going for a heavy, heavy meal on a Saturday night, Why not do a long walk on Saturday morning, get some extra calories burned, be a bit more mindful of your movement, have a bit of a lighter breakfast, a bit of a lighter lunch, and then you can go in and enjoy it completely freely. You know, it's all about balance and balance can create such healthy habits in your mind. Along with that that as well, um, if you want to lose weight, uh, a slight calorie deficit is going to be needed. So you can't just make some changes in your diet and expect weight loss to happen. People often say, well, I can't have my chocolate this week, but I still haven't lost weight. And I'm like, well, the chocolate wasn't the problem. The problem was you're eating in a calorie surplus or you're eating a calorie maintenance. You weren't in a deficit. Um, So if you actually think about the deficit more, then your frustration will lower because you're going to be creating weight loss. Um, In terms of why are you binging? So if you're somebody who's listening to this and you are binging a lot, uh, address the problem and like I said seek some help if you need to so don't try and hide it don't try and put it to the side expect it just to get better address the problem okay and then maybe seek some help from other people it could be that you want to get a PT it could be that you want to get somebody just to talk to it about and um, you know it could be that you just want to actually discuss it with family and friends and then over time this could become something that does actually get better um the best way out is always, is always through. So you have to just, you have to just do it. You have to just um, take that plunge, accept you've got a problem and then move past it. Um, if you listen to this podcast, maybe write down um, your favorite food to binge on. You know, Like I said, you should never be ashamed of it. It's not something you should be like, oh, I'm so embarrassed because I binge. Um, you know, we all do it, but it's about just knowing what to do when it happens and understanding that it's not something you should feel ashamed of. A little quote for you guys to to, to kind of finish off the, the episode. I don't want to ramble on too much. I'm never sure how long to make these podcasts. I usually go for about 20 to 30 minutes. But I've got some guests on the next two episodes, and I want to make sure I don't just, like, ramble. I want to let them speak, and I want to get make sure we get all the things covered in the 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but there's a little quote. So success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that actually counts. Um, I always feel I always feel like kind of um, corny and cringy when I do these quotes, but it's true. Like you know, when you get one good week of dieting, doesn't mean you've progressed. Uh, it's when you consistently do this all year round, you know, or you show up to the gym all year round. Consistency, in my opinion, is what everybody struggles with. And if everyone had a bit more consistency, then everyone would get better results. You know, we expect results too quickly. People are really, people really struggle with patience. I've had it before and I still have it now and again. Like I want to do things as quickly as I possibly can. But if you're just patient, if you go to the gym, you're the one that shows up. You're the one that's always there. And you obviously will miss sessions from from time to time. But if you then come back, focus on just moving forwards and keep going, your results will be so much better. Same thing is, and that quote I said, failure is not fatal, so if you have a bad week, doesn't mean you've failed. Get back on it on Monday, get straight back to it, or get back on it as soon as you can. So if you've had a bad couple of days between say Monday and Thursday, don't say, right, well, there's no point in picking up, I'll just start on Monday. Don't do that, take yourself into Friday, get yourself prepared, make those days better. And then when you go to Monday, everything will flow a lot easier. So don't ever, you know, don't ever expect things to be perfect. Just show up consistently and uh, things will get better. There we go about me rambling on. So I just rambled on for about two minutes about that, that quote there. And um, Another one for you guys before I go is a, a top tip is to actually remember to count calories for the whole week and always consider um, your, your timings and other factors. So uh, if you're going for a weigh-in, sorry, yeah, so count your calories for the week and always consider timings and other factors if you are going to be weighing yourself for the week. So if you are counting your calories and you are trying to look for weight loss, because a lot of people who listen to this one will be, don't expect your weight to just fly off every single week. It's not just going to happen all the time. But if you are in a deficit, there's a really good chance that it will happen every week. Um, make your weigh-ins consistent, possibly even consider doing it more than once a week because once a week, in my opinion, is not the best way to do it. If you are looking for weight loss, uh, and look at other factors. So look at things like your pictures, your measurements, how you feel. Are you getting, getting stronger? Do your trousers fit better? You know, are you fitter, uh, fitter and healthier? Um, they are the factors you should focus on more than the scales, and just use the scales as an extra thing to help you stay on track. And basically, the the thing I want to mainly get across in this podcast is to be kind to yourself. So enjoy food you like you know enjoy workouts you like don't do hit if you don't like hit don't do weights if you don't like weights don't run if you don't like running (laughs) do the things you enjoy make your plan suit you make it sustainable to what you want to achieve and never ever be too hard on yourself we all have our flaws you know everybody does my flaw is that i ramble so um, everyone has their flaws just take each day slowly, uh, stay consistent with your plan, and the results will follow, basically. Uh, so hopefully this has helped somebody who is maybe struggling with their, their binging, um, somebody that's really feeling quite alone with it, and it happens to them quite regularly. And yeah, I hope I've got through to somebody. And maybe they, if they are listening and they've, they've really enjoyed this and they want to know a bit more, just send me a message whenever you want. Uh, anyone that listens to my podcast, if they ever feel like they're alone, message me anytime. I will help them as much as I possibly can. So hope you enjoyed, guys. Uh, I will see you on the next episode with a guest, um, and the one after that as well has a guest. So won't be me on my own. Uh, but yeah, have a great weekend, guys, and thank you for listening.